0: Yo. Hey, Worm, how are you? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? You got me? Yeah, I got ya. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, Uh. so I've got this podcast where me and my friend Tim, we listen to albums from start to finish because not many people seem to do that these days. It's uh creatively called Albums. What I want to ask, what I want to ask you, Worm, was: Is there an album that you love from start to finish? Like you, you don't skip any songs. It's it's your favorite jam. You could put it on any time and just play it from track one to track whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, so we're rolling now, are we?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is how I do my intros.
1: Oh shit. Oh, okay. I'm a big '90s grunge fan. So yeah, there's a handful of albums that I absolutely love. That they all have that one song that I always skip. So I mean, I'm. I I range from like, all Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, my top favourites, and then later on as I got into Ty Segall, Black Lips, and sort of like a psych rock scene. But um, I was a big fan of Beck growing up. Yeah, right. That Odalay album. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's always a couple of songs on that that I always skipped. But um, in 99, he released Midnight Vultures. Right. Have you heard that album? No. Beck, Midnight Vultures. Yes. Right. Okay. The year is 1999. I'm an assistant manager for KFC. I was getting shipped all over the state of Victoria. Our new boss is the new franchisee who had like five other restaurants in Victoria. So I was getting shipped off to like help restart them restaurants under this new management. Right. And I was heavily into this album. It just crept up on me, and it's this album that is probably the one that I. there's not one song I will skip, even regardless today. Like, every song is just, it gets me.
0: Well, that's a that's a high endorsement. So you're in your, <laughs> you're in your car driving around Victoria to all these KFCs, just Beck Midnight Vultures, just smashing it.
1: But it wasn't even in my car. I played it over the um, KFC speakers at work. <laughs> so whoever came into the restaurant were like, what the hell is this? Okay, so the, this new management
0: style was it fairly loosey goosey? Was it just letting you play Beck over the speakers? Well,
1: yeah, I mean it was before you know the doors opened up, so oh. you know the, the the staff I was trying to retrain were um copying a, an earful of Beck. It's quite an extreme album. I don't know if you've heard much of Beck.
0: Uh, only like the only the first album. I had a friend, Beck was doing an album signing at uh, uh, one of the record places in, in Melbourne. I didn't oh, wow. go, but he did, and I gave him the money to get me a, a CD. Oh, and, oh, yeah, it! Oh, sign, yeah. He signed the cover, and it says, because my friend's name was Matt, it says, to Matt and Tom. Oh. <laughs> I've got it, and it says, to Matt and Tom. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, um, that's epic. That's Mellow Gold.
0: Yeah, it was Mellow Gold. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, oh, I'm so jealous.
0: <laughs> but I haven't heard um, Midnight Vultures, so that'll be the one we'll do. It, yeah.
1: It was um, it was very extreme because Beck sort of had this sort of folk type influences and almost like you know this, this rap he was doing, especially with Odalay, he was doing a lot of like rap songs. Yeah. And and then he busted out. Midnight Vultures, which was almost like this um, weird electronic sort of, I don't know what you call it. It was just, it was, it was kind of ahead of its time when it came out. Yeah, right. Okay, interesting. It, it grew on me. It was sort of like, it was extreme and, it, and it's got this sort of sexual undertone with all the lyrics and stuff that I never quite understood when I was younger. But now looking at it, looking back, it's just like, wow, this is pretty full on stuff. You didn't under you didn't understand it as
0: an assistant manager at several KFC stores. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I mean, his lyrics are pretty um, obscure and and um an abstract. But looking back on it now, it's like some of the words that he's using in in the context. Is, it's not it wasn't extreme. It was just sort of it was just different. Yeah, cool. Um, there's a, there's a huge sexual undertone in the whole album, but um, it's just it was just wild. I remember just I I would just listen to every song like. I just like loving every song. I don't know if it was the melodies or the layout of them all, but it was. It just got me, right, and still does. I I was just playing it before, and just like there's not there's not one song that um I can turn down. Excellent. Well, that's what we want to hear.
0: I won't tell Tim about the sexual undertones, and I'll just see if he picks up on it.
1: (laughs) See if that see if
0: that happens in our discussions.
1: The first track is called Sex Wars, and I'm I'm pretty sure the, the front cover of the album's got like some dude dressed up in leather with like a. A sunbeam coming over his crutch. Right. Okay. Uh, a bit, <laughs> yeah. No.
0: All right. We're all over this. This is going to be great. Cheers, Worm. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Hey, do you like albums? We like albums. This is the podcast, Albums. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm good, Tom. How are you doing? In the week? Uh, really, really well. We're trying out a new system. We have been using Discord, but the internet and a combination of functions let us down and w- with audio quality.
2: Indeed, indeed. The whiz-bangery was not so whiz-bang, so we've uh, we've upgraded our system. We're going through the sonobos, Sonobus, the uh, ancient <laughs> Egyptian god of all that is sound and uh, internet. So we'll see how we go with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can't see each other, but this is quicker than the phone. This is nuts. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay, so this Fortnite's album has been Beck's Midnight Vultures. Spelt M I D N I T E. He's spelt a lot of things weird on this album. No, it's edgy, it's the Beck way. It's the Beck way. He edgy. Would, edgy. He, he wouldn't be the one to do anything by uh by the by and by.
2: It's always his own way, so no, it's been awesome. What a what a what a voyage and what a journey this album's turned out to be, huh?
0: Well, like 1999. Do you remember where you were in 1999? I was a wee young lass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start that one again. (laughs) I was a wee young... (laughs) I know which one's getting put in. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh god damn it. it? <laughs> um yeah, my God. Only just becoming
0: a young man back in those days, mate. And uh Yes, you know, but um would you say those were formative years? Because I couldn't believe how many songs I remembered off this album. I didn't buy this album. I hadn't listened to the whole thing, but um, N-
2: Yep, neither did I, no, not at all. But it was everywhere. It was everywhere. If you listen to Triple J at all during the time, he, he was like the patron saint of all that was weird and spectacular. On Triple J, had been for years, and then uh, this production by him was just really sort of. There wasn't a song on it; barely there wasn't a single. You know, you just heard it everywhere.
0: Yeah, amazing yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think really there were probably three singles, but we did hear essentially the whole album via the Australian youth radio network known as Triple J. Here, I was just like, I've, I've heard all these songs. And it's a fun album. It is super fun. It's super fun. It's super
2: bizarre, super sexy. It's everything you could possibly ask for and everything you didn't know you wanted to listen to. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> he really takes you on a journey. It's a, uh, I know I keep saying that every week, but like this one is definitely something else.
0: I've done a little bit of research. Have you done a bit of research on this one? A little bit of research, did he, bit of research? Uh, he, he did say he set out to make just a big dumb fun sexy party album absolutely uh, might be paraphrasing a bit but i think i'm pretty close and i'm pretty sure he achieved that this album is not on like the recommended listening on apple play when you look up the artist and you go through really it's not recommended listening it, it is a bit of a departure for beck in that mm. he put a band together this it wasn't recorded in his room on an eight track with a whole heap of sample beats and stuff, which he'd done for a majority of his music prior to this album. Yep. This is his fourth legitimate studio album, I think probably the fifth uh, album you can get. Sixth, I think. Yeah. You you can get a couple of um you get a couple of bootleggy things and, and stuff. Sure. This is his fourth studio release. Yep. Yeah. And he put together a big band.
2: My gosh, did he ever. Did he ever. What an ensemble of musicians. Oh, God. My, my most favourite thing and, and the and the uh, the artist that absolutely just brought so much life to this album was uh, good old Justin Mendel J- Johnson on bass. My God. This thing is the fattest, funkiest, most insane bunch of rhythmic groove you've ever heard intertwined with sporadic bloody horn sections intertwined with space sci-fi cowboy computer game modeling with 808 samples there's just there's just so much going on on this record and it was all done with some of the most amazing and some of the most sought after uh, session musicians in the area at the time. was just It was just unbelievable, and they brought this whole vision, obviously, uh, Beck at the helm, and he's bringing forth his absolute Beck craziness and his absolute best. I loved it.
0: Man, I discovered so much with this album, listening to it. Just being forced to – not being forced. <laughs> uh, being, being uh, taking the opportunity to sit down and listen from start to finish and consider what you're listening to. And then, Well, I never you know, had. Yeah, I, I hadn't with this album, but, like, Really digging into what the artist was trying to do or what was doing. And you like the advantage with doing something that's a few years old now is yep. that there are multitudes of articles written about it. Because I, <laughs> I a discovered a few things. So, one, he admits that most of the lyrics were, uh, he put, he says they're placeholders. They sound pretty much right for Beck lyrics to me. But yeah. the truth is, they're just stream of conscience nonsense. Just whatever rhymes sort of fits with the theme. If it's a little bit funny, chuck it in. I think he just yeah, it. he goes for cool and he goes for the vibe above everything else.
2: He certainly does. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. There are, there are moments where that yeah. You know, sometimes you get lost in the song and you go Beck, where are you actually going with this? And I don't think even he could answer you. I think he's just going. Yeah, and Beck's just <laughs> going. Beck, where are you going? Uh, just going, just going. Just over the. I'm going that way. Yeah. I might come back. I might not.
0: You know I where am I going? I don't even know where I started. Like <laughs> God. But he was trying to achieve a couple of things, he says. He was going for a real prince vibe. Uh sure. later in his career he did some is it the Paisley He Pal- did some recording recordings there. Okay. Uh, so he's got a big prince thing going on. There's very much some David Bowie elements in this as well. When, when Bowie yeah. was going through his funk phase. And again, just going full sleaze. Well it's not sleaze. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not a, um, there's not a lot of. I don't think Beck's getting cancelled anytime soon. There's nothing. No, uh, no. Uh, he wants to defy the logic of our sex laws. The the lead sig- <sighs> single off the off the album, but sex laws itself. He's not. He doesn't say like he wants to do anything that we would consider immoral. Uh, the rest of the lyrics are nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a throwaway line that I think he came up with on the Odelaide tour. Just okay, doing yeah. a riffing at the end of a song that was, was just uh, not an encore. You know, when you when you just stretch out the ending and he's it's, it's, it's just saying random stuff. I think that line came from there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like he he just said it on stage one night riffing and went, oh, I'll write that down. Save that for a couple <laughs> of albums' time. And then, Put that one um, in the memory bank Yeah, yeah, yeah And then sort of really came up with this whole It's it's a deep concept album He had an objective in mind and, and went with it Wow, there you go There you go Right, so the album does open with Sex Laws
2: Sexiest of sex Lords. brought in by some of the funkiest bass players, some of the biggest horns you've ever sort of uh, encapsulated in this amazing bloody track. Has mm. anybody sampled this? It sounds like something that like Macklemore would sample. <laughs>
0: oh. You know, it's, just, it's,
2: it's got so like you could, I've often thought like tracks on this whole album could, could easily sort of cross over any kind of genre. Like there's tracks in there that just you know would find themselves perfectly at, at home. And the, the back half of uh, Grandmaster Flash kind of, you know, he, he harks back on so many different genres and so many different eras, and so many different sounds to encapsulate that in this recording. It's it's just, it's unbelievable. And, it, and he does, and he does transport you back to all these different eras and different times, and he, and he interlaces them with his very Beck lyrics and very Beck attack and the way that he talks about stuff. His tongue in cheek, and he's pulling the piss out of a lot of people, basically, you know, in the, in the Beck way. The singing on this is quality. It's really good. When he hits a falsetto, that's nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to get into that in a second. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get back to
0: that. But um, <laughs> the thing about this album is, yeah, uh, the, just on the tongue-in-cheek bit, like if he took himself any more seriously, this would be Manson's Mechanical Animal. And if he was any less serious, if he if he, it was a bit more tongue-in-cheek, it would be a comedy album. It would be Weird Al Yankovic. It would be Weird Al. Or... <laughs> or and this may spin your mind when i say this flight of the concords
2: man oh there's so many times where i flash back and just I would fit at home on a flight of the concords
0: album yeah and <laughs> 100% <laughs> we, look uh, it, it is when we get when we get further on in the album we can talk a bit more about that but i will say yep. directly cited by Jermaine Clement this album for the flight yep. of the concords stuff yeah oh, they yeah, loved yeah. this pretty hard and if you were waiting for the like the the third Fly the Concord's album, just go back and listen to Midnight Vultures. Uh, and the first time I
2: heard Deborah, I thought it was. Oh, dude, we were going to get to
0: that. but
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we'll come back to that again. But
0: like, oh, yeah. Okay, so Sex Laws. Sex Laws has a video, so, um, which I did watch. Yep. Jack Black. I didn't realize Jack Black was in it. Jack Black is in oh, the God. video for Sex Laws. It starts out with a men's group, and the men's group is called uh, the Vision Warrior Men's Circle. (laughs) It's these four guys, (laughs) one of which is Jack Black, talking about how they they really just want to do stuff, and Jack just wants to touch people. They want to touch people! (laughs) (laughs) And then for some reason a whole bunch of people from left and right of the screen bust in wearing football uniforms, quite colourful ones. They look maybe like they – it's like touch football. There's bits of cloth hanging off them. And just proceed to smash things up. And then those guys sort of run out of that room. They go into a kitchen and then all the appliances and the cans in the cupboards and stuff are all bumping together, having pseudo-sex. And and it just goes on and on and on. It's a cool video. It's really funny. It's really fun. God. If you haven't yeah. seen it for a while. But, yeah, Jack Black's in it. Does this big speech at the end. about <laughs> What do you want? You want a viola? You've got it. Like
2: <laughs> You want a viola? You got it! You want two violas? You got that too! I was born poor. I've been working since I was four years old. I've done it all. I was a lifeguard. Booyah. Typist. Dishwasher. Garbageman. Wet nurse. I picked Cotton! Empty wallets, empty parking lots. That's not my style. Sex laws. You want to defy them? I want to defy them too.
0: (laughs) There is, I think, a brief flash of Kenny G in in this video. Like it just goes all over the shop. But the song itself, iconic. Really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You couldn't turn on the radio and not hear this almost every day when it got released. And it was just so, just so well done and so large, and, and, yeah, it just, I don't know, it was just such a, it, it stood out. Like, as soon as this song came on, on the radio, you, you just, you you couldn't help but, like, sort of be engaged in it at the same time, it was just everywhere. Wacky and kooky and interesting, yet still tremendously cohesive. It's, there's so much going on. There's there's, there's there's bizarre samples, there's there's steel, lap steel guitars, there's full horn sections, there's computer-generated sci-fi space cowboy sound effects. There's so much going on with the Catchiest of so that, at points would like veer off, and you'd think he would almost lose you with the tangled hip of the rest. You know, you, you just sort of think, where, where did you? He's gone over. Oh, he's, he's come. He's, he's gone and becked, He's gone over there, and he's come back. Oh no, no, we're back in here again, and we're back in the chorus. And it it'd flip your wig out the first time you ever heard it. You couldn't relate it to anything. You couldn't compare it to anything you really heard. It was just Beck being Beck and it was just masterfully done.
0: It's like loser with a bigger budget. <laughs> some. Yeah, yeah, and and the video again is is pretty indicative of that. Uh, there's yeah. at one point there's this weird bit where there's a whole bunch of I don't know Teletubby type yo gabba gabba characters, and then some weird space aliens come and they jump down and fight them in sort of a Power Rangers thing. And of course they did, yeah. Remembering that this video started out with a men's group that had Jack Black in it, <laughs> Kenny G's in there somewhere, there's some appliances having sex and and some football players just run like like Takeshi's Castle style running through walls. It's it's a and then there's some dance numbers in there as well. It, it's, it's probably it probably illustrates a good 80% of this album that video yeah, visually.
2: Totally. <laughs> Even just what's going through my head right now It's so
0: this album. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> And it was a nostalgia trip for me But then we got the, the next song, Nicotine and Gravy uh, I knew mm-hmm. we were on a winner when we were having a dinner here And <laughs> my wife asked my son, did he uh, want some gravy? And he said, only if it comes uh, seasoned with nicotine he, he, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the song And back to the fly of the concords Her left yep. eye is lazy
2: Yep, why not?
0: Might have had a slightly lazy eye. <laughs> oh, there you go. I didn't make that as a correlation. Yeah, totally. Oh, um, that's I would just Yeah, once you see it, it's really hard to separate Fly the Concords from the South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But classic there track. There you go. Impressionable. Yeah. 22 yeah. years later, and it's still making an impression on the youth. <laughs> <laughs> classic track Love Nicotine and Gravy. It's, it's super funky. Then it runs into. Mixed business, mixed business, mixed business. Uh, really groovy. I really like mixed business.
2: Very, very groovy. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. The video is not my favourite. Uh, mixed business is another one with a video, and uh, it starts off with this weird beach scene, and it's mm. it, it's in black and white, and then it goes. Hang on, this is quite a seventies uh, sounding song, so we better do some seventies type graphics with Beck singing, with flashing colours going around him in a. <laughs> in like a a pseudo footy top with 88 on it. And then it keeps cutting back to the black and white beach scenes. There's too much of the colourful thing and the beach scene stuff is more interesting because the people are like half buried and then it's just Beck's head on the beach in black and white singing the song. But then it sort of becomes a fairly standard 70s inspired video for half of it. Like a, a modern take on the seventies thing, I guess. Um, well, it,
2: that, that that does sort of scream its way through this whole album. As oh yeah, well, yeah, you know? no, I mean,
0: and totally, yeah. it, it, it would be very fair if it was just that. Um, yeah, totally, yeah. But the the black and white beach scenes are, I think, just visually more interesting. And yeah, it totally, been interesting if they'd sort of stuck more with that. It just, yeah, it's absolutely. a weird contrast in color and black and white, color and black and white. If it's not done well, and um, I'm not sure if it's done well. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, sure. uh, the the song, Mixed Business, it's hard. Like, you know, we've done these albums with no lyrics. But this yep. one has lyrics. <laughs> it's not about like, – We still don't know what name. He... <laughs> it's probably about less stuff. Like, it's probably telling less of a story. I don't know. It, you know, it's just so groovy.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's it's a very sick, groovy piece of music. This song, I don't know, there's so many songs on this album. Uh, they're so diverse in the scenery they create in their mind. But, like, song like this just, I don't know, they just, they just, they, they scream like the L.A. Hollywood 1970s kind of cruising the streets in a convertible kind of thing, and there's, Chicks on roll the skates cruising down the street. And I don't know, there's just so much imagery that's sort of conjured up in so many of these songs. An amazing performances from the bands as well and and I think you know the the use of the musicians that are used on these albums as well uh, really helped to sort of paint everything and solidify it with these iconic sort of bass lines and iconic uh, horn sections and all that kind of stuff and it, without seeing any imagery or anything to go along with the songs you transport it to this this sort of space in your head where you've, you've got all this stuff going on in there and just it just takes me to the Hollywood Hills. it's uh that and aliens and, and I computer. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, on the Hollywood Hills, Hollywood Freaks, skipping a few tracks forward. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Some type of weird rap thing. Again, very reminiscent of... Of Fly the Concords. Yep. Hollywood freaks on the Hollywood scene. Hollywood scene. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I told you I was freaking. Like, it's just going to be Fly the Concords references. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Maybe we should do them next. I don't know. Uh, Well, we'd have to ring somebody and then suggest it. But they're. they're, This is true. I don't know if there's a Fly the Concords album I haven't listened to the whole way through. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, true that. Yeah. Hollywood freaks the whole the whole rap thing. I mean, he's very definitely trying to do a Dr. Dre Jay Z thing. Yeah, 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 and he has this sort of this lazy rolling rap.
2: Uh, yeah, and he uh, he, he wh- tries
0: to do sort of like a like a Nate Dogg thing in the <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of it.
3: Norman Something tells me you wanna go home. Champagne bottles, custom clothes you own. Calling up from special area codes. Hollywood knows what the Hollywood fans. i got nothing to do, nowhere to go. I'll tell you
0: what you want if you want to know. Seven sheets. Eminem does it much better. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 yeah totally. <laughs> if you're going to take off Nate Dog, uh <laughs> Unfortunately, Beck doesn't get a win on that. But um, nah. it, it's a fun song. I like Hollywood Freak. It runs straight yeah. into Peaches and Cream. Again, great falsetto singing, awesome, sexy song. Feels like a Prince song, this one. There's so
2: many references to food in this album.
0: There are references to food in this album. Like, I wonder if how hungry he was when he was making it. It's like oh. milk and honey, pea and cream, and actually, yeah. there's only those two. Or oh, nicotine and gravy—that's good. <laughs> um... Maybe that's Beck's thing. Maybe like you know, just works and then gets hungry and he's like, oh, I will just write another song. I'll go and get some food in a minute. What is this song going to be called? Mmm, peaches and cream. Mm. Peaches. You know, I
2: feel like some peaches and cream.
0: Yeah, Peaches and Cream, what a what a bizarre
2: little... Got this quirky little sort of mysterious guitar line that sort of ties the whole thing together. And yeah, and he hits that wicked falsetto in the chorus and, well, pretty much the entire song. But it's got this wicked sort of sleaziness to it as well. It's sort of like this broken up sleazy sort of track. And It's
0: not... It's like... The sleaze is—it's not drunk handsy uncle sleaze. It's, um, <laughs> it, it, it's almost embarrassed teen sleaze. I, is that a thing? It's—it is now. It, it's kind of, it's—it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, yeah, look, he's just a bit cute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's—it's it, it's so not threatening. I think it, no. Like, there's no malice. Like Bex, I, I, I don't get the feeling that that Beck is going to drop a roofie in your drink and <laughs> take <laughs> advantage of you. He's just like, hey, would you like to come over here and have some pictures and cream? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it, it's still fun. Like, this is a party album. Yeah. I uh, imagine like the listening parties when he had this happening. Oh, that would be Hollywood Hill. Wow.
2: It would have had to be very opulent. Like there'd be plush leather couches and lava lamps and furry walls and all sorts of random stuff taking place. Yeah. Who would be serving? I don't think you could listen to this album any other way. Who would
0: be serving the drinks at that party? I don't know. Yeah. You know, would it be uh, semi-naked people with Afro wigs or would it be uh, little people with uh, soldiers' outfits? Would uh, Like, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Would it be like, <laughs> would it be Queen in the 70s with just trays of cocaine on small people's heads? Or you know, I don't It just know. seems like it would, you know. It might not, and probably wasn't, but it just seems like it would have been. Yeah. I think maybe the cocaine, though, would have just been sherbet. Probably. Yeah, it's just whiz
2: fizz. <laughs> just whiz fizz. <laughs> and and, and the every, people everyone like, at the party's going, oh, just, oh man, what's
0: going on? Well, I thought this was supposed to be a party. It's like, it is, man. It's a it is. party. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, have you a, expect? Here, have another red cordial and get an, <laughs> get on the dance floor, you loon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Join me on got this voyage. Like, Worm um, mentioned they found this very sexual. I found it very trying to be sexual. It's just a little. It's cute. If you got away with this, good on you. But, like, I'm not sure if anybody was doing it to Beck. Feeling sexy because of it. Oh, you could feel fun. And that yep. may lead you to being... Se- I- <laughs> it's not Barry White. Like, <laughs> it's
2: not... It ain't that let's get it on kind of sexy.
0: You know, and it's not even... Um, and it's it's not on his nails. It's not closer. It's not... <laughs> You know there's no danger in this. It's fine. It's it's good and it's fun and it's funky, but yeah, you're not you're not getting in trouble. No, no. 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 You don't have to worry the next morning. You'll be fine.
2: Good old yeah, good old clean little people serving whispers on silver platters kind of fun, you know. That's what we're talking about.
0: I hope we don't get cancelled for that. Um, oh, we don't get cancelled for that. I'm just trying to set a scene that it paints one picture but it's really to me it it doesn't feel like it's that entirely it's a it's a twist it's uh i wouldn't say this album's safe though like that's no. just a vibe thing but back to the musicianship it's solid it's good it's it's exceptional um, oh my gosh yeah. the guitar flourishes if you really focus in on those just cool little vibey things all through it um
2: yeah yeah i'm um, yeah, and and just had some amazing work between him and uh, smoky Mel. Um, just the two of them, very different takes on stuff. But like, God, there's like 20 or 25 people playing on this album, you know. And I think he utilized each one for each, you know, and each one, like you know, between Roger, Joseph, Manon and and Beck himself, like they're playing like 47,000 different instruments between them, you know. So any kind of voice for any kind of scene or any kind of imagery that you want to construct, you know, he had the best of the best, including himself, to sort of create it, and um. Yeah, I, I don't think I've really listened to an album that has so much visual imagery just by listening to it.
3: Well,
0: you know, I mean, his lyrics are nonsense and or nonsensical or you know, sure. placeholders that sound good. And again, a, about the groove and the vibe more than anything else, the, the picture he was painting, he started with a plan in mind. It, yeah. yeah. It's, this wasn't sort of like, let's make this up and see how we go. He went, I'm making a party album. It's gonna be awesome, and it's gonna have horns. It's gonna be so cool and vibey. Go! <laughs> where are you going back? Don't know, but this, yeah, where I know where we started. He did know where he started. There you go. Like he had. A or if
2: he knew, or if he, yeah, more the point. If he knew where he's going and achieved exactly wanted to what he wanted to achieve, he's an absolute genius. Scarily so.
0: The whole life out fell down. Was going. Huh. This sounds a lot like Fly of the Concords. and then. When you get to the last track, second last track, oh. last track, Deborah, mm-hmm. and you go, "Wow, this really sounds like Fly of the Concorde." So then I looked that up, and somehow through that, I found on YouTube. If you look up Beck Deborah, you'll quickly come to a a Dutch TV show from 1999 when the album came out called The Two Meter Sessions. Okay. Like the number two meter sessions. I don't know why it's the, the TV show was called The Two Meter Sessions, but i tell you what, they shot it in high def in 1999 widescreen. Like, wow. And it's beautiful. It's live recordings, like live with Jules Holland or something like that. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I fell down in a hole. Like if I discovered nothing else about this album, which, and this isn't true because there, there was plenty about it, but The Two Meter Sessions on – YouTube, there's four non-blondes doing a song and it's incredible. It looks like it was shot yesterday. So Yeah, right. It it must have been just shot on film, done at widescreen. To do that in 1999, uh, like good TVs weren't as ubiquitous as they are now. Yeah, for sure. They went for massive quality. Um, So, yeah, check out the two-meter sessions on YouTube, especially the older stuff. It's insane. But the the version of Deborah on that is wickedly good. Um, Yeah. A little bit better than his Sex Laws one. Uh, just because yep. the slower groove probably suits the live sound a little bit better, because uh, it's yep. a bit more stripped back. Sex Laws is a com- uh, is a much more complex song. That song does not get any more fly to the concourse. Or Flight of the Concords does not get any more back than Deborah. Sure, I mean Deborah.
2: Like this is just it's such a such an amazing song. I can't not try my hardest to sing this song at the top of my lungs every time it comes on i, I don't succeed i must admit i do go for some of them but yeah it's just it's just such are you telling absolute... me you can't hit that note no i can but like nobody wants to hear it you know what i mean it's a it's um oh, deborah like it's just such a such a cracking track absolutely cracking track and then yeah like i said i'd i, I, I didn't think it was him. I thought it was Fly the Concords. And then I found out it was him. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, such an, such an amazing track. And it's just, oh, no, it made me chuck. But it also, like, lived to be spirits as well, you know. Such an interesting, it's, it's interesting combination of emotions. On the-
0: of the sexy songs, it is quite, oh. it is probably a little bit threatening. But he's and just, those little, he's just little- expressing desires. He's not saying, I'm going to have sex with you. He says, I want to have sex with you. He, he just wants to be, he's, he's throwing down his sister, best game. I think – He's throwing down his us. best
2: game, you know. he's 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 got the – he's got the – he's got the uh, – uh, he's got those little sexy stabs going on in the tunes as well, and, you I know, he's putting his best you, best you pitch have, forward.
0: You, he ha, you have to watch the two-metre sessions video of nah, this. No, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm so going to look into it.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah, uh, really, really cool. The only other song I, I will point out on this podcast – it's beautiful way. Yep. It's a probably a departure for the rest of the songs on. The, I mean there's there is a gamut of styles, but we can probably agree that the the bulk of the album has this horn section 70s funk party disco vibe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful way is almost uh Cowboy's Lament. Ooh, such a
3: beautiful
2: Cowboy, exactly what I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah, but just yeah, you're on your horse. You're just gradually drifting along, thinking about things. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> cowboy is the first thing that sort of came to head. He stopped being a sci-fi cowboy and turned out to just be a good old rollicking cowboy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see that sort of like... The- the sun's gone down, it's a clear night and uh, you're missing things and all you're doing is following cows around and you're going, Oh, I miss my girl. I think her name was Deborah. Um <laughs> it's a very it's a very country inspired sort of it's country inspired, but it's still quite a it's quite a, a, a beautiful little ditty, you know? Oh no, it's, just, it's- of the songs, probably the most coherent. Like, they're probably the most... Um, the most song song. The most poppy song. The most poppy song. Yeah. Saying stuff without saying stuff. I mean, Beck does that to a Beck degree, but But, yep. you know, if you think of most pop songs, it's just lovey words strung together to sort of make sense. Um, yep. Beautiful Way is probably the closest to making sense. Ab- absolutely.
2: Yeah. In a Beck way, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a reprise halfway through the album.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's a, it's a nice little break. If you're having a party and the party's going well, you'll have to skip yeah. that song. Put it on the end for Absolutely. Slow jam. But well, now nah, it's, it's it's a good yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Depends. Depends on the party. Well it's a, it
2: it's a good little reprise after the song before it like Milk and Honey which is uh well that's a it's a bit of a sh- donker of a song you know it sort of he picks everything sort of up a little bit and um takes to a a, a bit of another level and then you kind of you you soothed at the end of that one into beautiful way which is sort of like a yeah like I, you said i <laughs> well, think, I think actually
0: beck does a better mixtape than i do i'm just i'm just thinking now i think i think isn't beck, it oh, beck. he does and
2: like each song is just is like that on this album you know, it is a mixtape. It's like all your favourite artists, all different in, in different ways and different formats and styles, but like one artist and one
0: album. Oh, you don't get bored listening to this. There's no there's no yeah. sort of like, oh, man, this song sounded like the last song. <laughs> no, there's no none song of that. song sounds like any song <laughs> on this album. <laughs> no, but they, they have a similar, like a lot of them have a similar vibe. It's all got a, especially the singles all have a feel. I think it's just because there's a horn section running through most of it. Um, yeah. Really, if you break it down. It, it's nothing is boring. Like, you switch it up. There'll be a different groove. If listening to this has taught me anything, it's, I should have paid a lot
2: more attention to Beck in the first place. Well... Cause uh, yeah, you know he yeah he's just
0: well he's unique. I, don't, I, I haven't listened to Hyperspace, which is the album that came out last year. I haven't listened to that. There's there's been twelve albums. Good this on. is album number four or five, depending on how you count them. Okay, favorite track, Tim. What's your favorite track from Beck? Midnight Vultures. Mm, the right. Album so there's where the guy has lightning coming from his. Is that the guy? Someone's got lightning coming from there. It's crotches. It's going from his genitals to her genitals. Mm, it's, yeah, uh, it's lightning. He's got a bit it's, of it's lightning. He's got
2: a bit of a disturbed face on him as well. He looks like he looks a like meme. Beck. This is before
0: he memes does, were he, a thing. But he,
2: he, <laughs> mate, that's how far ahead Beck is. Yeah, he beat memes to the table, probably the internet too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, all right. It's so my favorite track, favorite track,
2: favorite. I might be stealing yours. I don't know, um, but it always was on this album, as 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 much as um, you know, uh, sex laws and mixed business and everything like that was in there. It never grabbed me as much as Deborah did. <laughs> Deborah for me is just it's my favorite song i've I've listening to this album there's not a single time location or anything including my poor work colleagues who I do apologize to that I didn't scream my tits off to the uh, chorus of this song it's just uh it's just so it's different but it's back it's just it's just I don't know Deborah's just it's just such a great song. Such a great chorus, and you cannot cannot help yourself but sing along to it. Yeah, I it's love a, it. A, it.
0: It's like a more achievable "I will always love you." You've got you've, <laughs> you've, you've got you've got to crank along to it. You you've got to give it in that last chorus and that
3: last. Ah.
2: Hey, to get into that, especially when he releases in that last part, oh, so good! He's giving it all. Now, nah, Deborah, man, that's a uh, of all the songs and all the genres and everything that takes place on this album, um, it's a tough one because there are many crackers on this album, all different, all varied. But yeah, nah, Deborah for me is my own personal fave.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of crackers on this album. Sex laws, uh, the, the uh, probably one of the only reasons I'm not picking sex laws is. Uh, Quite saturated, quite saturated. Um, yep. At the time when it came out, pops up every now and then on different things. Uh, it being the first song on the album, every time I hit play, it came up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but I. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just gonna skip that. Nicotine and gravy. It's got a good video. Nicotine and gravy is that sure that pop art cartoon style thing done properly. I really like the video. I really like song. I really like the fact that my family sing along to it. That's the that's one so that's, cool. that's going. And Mixed Business comes a, a close second for me. I don't know what it is yeah. about that song, but I really, really like it. But yeah, those two, that that's a pairing. That would be my one into the other. Yeah, one is the other. Nicotine and gravy Mixed yep. Business. So I, 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 not that I'd skip Sex Laws, but if it wasn't on there, i I would do those two, plant those two straight away, bang. Absolutely. Yeah, those would be, that, but nicotine and gravy if I've got a, And I really don't want any gravy. I think that, would no, that it, gums hurt.
2: I mean, I don't need any help to be addicted to gravy as it is. <laughs> don't go sticking nicotine in there as well, mate. That's just going to do nothing but trouble for my cholesterol levels.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine a company puts that out? <laughs> New Make-It-Home Gravy, now with nicotine.
2: 8 or 16 milligrams. Give them more of what they love. <laughs> and more of what they need.
0: <laughs> Running low on meat, just bulk it up with gravy. <laughs> they won't be able to stop. <laughs> God. Um, yeah,
2: I think the FDA might have something to say about that. Maybe you couldn't do it now, but, you
0: know, in the <laughs> 60s. twenty, 20- <laughs> Yeah, they would be all for it. Okay, then uh, on to the sad, sad Task of picking a least favorite track. Oh man, it's so hard. Is it? Is it? Is it possible
2: to do a segue song? Because like, it doesn't matter if that's not there. Because the cool you can cool do whatever you want. Up. I
0: mean, this is our podcast. No rules. Um no, You right. don't have to pick a full song if there's a little because he's intentionally put some intros on here that are quite short. Yeah, intros, I was so to gonna was, next song.
2: That's exactly what I was gonna pick. That seems like a bit of a cop out. I feel like I should go deeper than that. Or go, you know. You could take out the untitled or both the intros, but uh oh, I sort of think oh, gosh, it's so hard. It just if a song was missing off this album, I don't know, like it, it wouldn't be less awesome, but it wouldn't be the journey that it takes you on. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think to me like Broken Train doesn't really it's for <gasps> me it just it Shocking. just feels like
3: I'm shocked. <laughs>
2: For me, yeah, yeah, Broken Train is just a, a you know, it's none nothing on this album is throwaway at all. Like I I'm so impressed with this album but like of a slightly least favorite song. Yeah. Yeah, can- it'd be broken train because it doesn't really take me anywhere. You know, it just it just sort of. Well, you, you're riding
0: on a broken train. It's not you're not really
2: going anywhere. <laughs> this is true. It's just like literally. Beck, where it's you going? I'm in- going on this it-
0: broken train. You're not. It's going sitting in anywhere. the lot. I
2: know. <laughs> it's on the lot. There's a hobo sleeping in the corner. He doesn't want to go anywhere either. Like everyone's just chilling out in the uh, in the train lot. And yeah, broken train. There we go. Oh,
0: now that you've said that, I'm just picturing bad smells and dampness. Yeah.
2: Well, Gross. you know it's Hollywood and all its all its ups and downs. You know you can't discount one without the other.
0: For me, it's going to be Get Real Paid. He moved away from using a lot of samples on this album and went to full band. And then Get Real Paid doesn't do that, and it sounds like an Instagrammer bragging. And yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Get Real Paid. If uh, unlike you, I think that if Get Real Paid wasn't on the album, I wouldn't miss it. I don't hate it, I don't hate it, it hate it I just, oh yeah, I don't care We like the boys
3: with the bulletproof vests
0: I, real
2: yeah, no, I, 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 sort of. It's, also, it's almost like a juxtaposition kind of song, you know. Like it's just this. It's so bizarre and weird and stupid and you know, almost annoying. You know, lyrics going through it and this weird little eight oh eight sort of fun machine samples going through it, and mm. but it's just so weird. It's, it's, it's kind of in its safe place on a Beck album. Look, I think. But that said, I, I, I don't enjoy the song. Saying,
0: I, I think he was probably saying something. Oh, you don't. Particularly enjoy the song. I mean, it's
2: true. definitely not one of my favorites. Yeah, it's yeah. my second least favorite song on this album.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> broken train and then getting paid. None of yeah. those things are for Tim. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's like it's like in the in the eighty five percent and below sort of section. Oh, okay,
0: cool. I don't know what he was on about. Then, and maybe I'm listening to it through a modern prism of somebody who's watched too many TikTok videos and spent too many times <laughs> just cancelling people's stories on Instagram. It's just got a, in a modern context, the vibe is less palatable probably and, than when, indeed, when yep. it first came out. And that's a bit unfair of me actually because I think things should be taken in contact. Uh, For sure. Uh, but, uh, I, but these are the rules that we have imposed uh, on ourselves you- and we must pick ones that we do not like. Um, you are entitled much. to your yeah yeah absolutely and get real paid is that for me okay on with the big one Tim is this album Beck's Midnight Vultures staying on your listening device of choice
2: a hundred percent I might even listen to it again tomorrow who knows uh, it's it's just <laughs> you're gonna be I, at
0: work tomorrow <laughs> and
2: your sister ah oh, they're gonna hate me but like they. In, in all honesty, it wouldn't be different to any other day or any other album that might be on. I'm still going to sing at the top of my lungs, and they thing can't you're the stop supervisor
0: me. Supervisor, there, and they can't tell you off.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's right. I'm in charge. They can, they can like it or bugger off. Honestly, <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it heaps. In fact, I'm going to explore more. I'm going to, going to go and suss out his other albums, especially Odalay as well, and, um, and explore more Beck, because as much as Beck and his vocal delivery never really took me, you have to admire his um, craftsmanship, his his musicianship, his ability to rally those around him like-mindedly and just take you on a voyage. And uh, that requires investigation, and I will do so. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, There's yeah, a
0: real yeah. dedication to the craft. 100%. Um, if, if not uh, poetry. You know, Indeed. If not lyric writing. Uh, but that's become a thing. It, as soon as Loser came out, it was like, oh, this guy does these stuff. What is he even saying? Like, <laughs> And sure, just keep rolling with that. that. Like, oh, it's a Beck song. How can you tell Because <laughs> it can't make any sense of the lyric. And even he seems less interested in it. But at the end of the day... What a cracking song! Yeah, yeah. Honestly, dive into those two meter sessions. Uh, you will get an even greater appreciation for Demra. Yep, you've got to look it up. It, I'm, will I'm it there. stay on my phone for lack of a better device? Yeah, yeah. This yep. is um. This was a pleasant surprise when the whole family is is vibing to it when it's on. Um, yep. I think it, it just has to stay in the mix, and I'll probably go. End to end again on this album. Yep, yep. You, you kind of have to, you know. You, you've you've got to you've got to follow it through. You got to listen to it, and it because you yeah you can't really pick like
2: your favorite couple of songs because they're all so different and varied. Can we just and, do that though? I uh, know, but like <laughs> we're, we're we're up in like the top 90, 95 percentile kind of range here. Yeah, yeah.
0: You got to listen to the whole thing. It's just it's just too much of a journey not to. This album deserves more kudos. And to that point, I think yeah, you're probably right. Do need to listen to go back and do Odelay and those other albums that passed us by because we were into something else at the time or it was – I think it was just so ubiquitous. It was everywhere that you couldn't help not hear it. I, I bet if I picked up Odalay today, I'd go, oh, yeah, I know this song. I know this song. I know this song. I know this song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we probably heard 90% of the album or if not yeah, the whole guarantee. bloody thing because yeah. it was just that period of time where it got so much airplay, especially on Triple J. I've always sort of liked him. Uh I had Mellow gold when it first came out, but that's quite that's a bit impenetrable on some of those songs like it's it's that's real sort of street busker, not really caring and then this album is a party album for the people. Let's all have a good time it it feels sure. more inclusive it feels like that for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely no nah, gotta love it. I think it's great. Thanks, Worm. You're a champion. Yeah, Um, what a
2: suggestion. Cheers very much, Worm.
0: Yep. Uh, Check out Banjo Worm on YouTube. He makes some great videos. Uh, He plays the banjo and does cool little fun songs. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email <laughs> albumspod at gmail.com. Uh, we are not on your social media. Don't try and find us. Just tell your friends. That's it. Still so listen to our podcast. Every Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tom. All right. Bye. See ya.